are you stuck in a cycle with a toxic person? Like over and over and over again, the the push and the pull of the relationship, the the back and forth, the ups to the downs, the we're together, we're not together. Like we're on a break, we're not on a break. We're defined as who we actually are, boyfriend, girlfriend, or we're not. Like it's so much confusing back and forth. You're like, I don't even know. You might be trapped in this cycle. And when you talk about the cycle of narcissistic abuse, it can be cyclical in the relationship. It can be cyclical out of the relationship where you continue to have a pattern of toxic people that have been in your life. Do you want help with this? Like, do you want to actually regain control over your life? Break free from the toxic patterns. Today, we're going to walk through a couple different aspects of this, of how we teach and of how we try to help people move forward in their growth, in their healing, and in the development to get free out of the narcissistic cycle of abuse that you're stuck in on a day-to-day basis. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I share a lot from my experiences, from my story, and also the hundreds of clients we've coached, helping them actually get out from a toxic relationship. If you're at the place where you're like, I just want to understand this, I want to be able to see what I need to do first, go to escapetoxicity.com. The link is in all of our bios to be able to help you first understand about narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse. Are you the narcissist? The guilt that you have of being with a toxic person and how the triggers and the story that you believe end up controlling you even more so than the toxic person. We want to be able to help start on that first leg of your journey as you move forward to graduate into the clarity challenge to get the trauma bond broken. Or as you move into the Thriver community to help you maximize your growth and your potential moving forward. Well, we can't do any of that until we actually start to break you out. Break you out of the cycle that you've been used to and inside of for such a long period of time. When I first mentioned just what narcissistic cycle of abuse actually is, what it actually looks like. So when we break this down, the narcissistic cycle of abuse typically is this pattern that's called idealization, devaluation, discard and then i know i like to say recycle because a lot of times we'll start the thing all over again when we talk about the narcissistic cycle it's about building you up making you feel good making you feel better being attached that this person is your soulmate like the best person that you could possibly think about falling deeply in love with what ends up being a mirage like someone that's actually not real and then as you start to realize that and figure it out it typically goes into the devaluation stage putting you down, making you feel bad, starting to belittle you, starting to put these small comments in to make you feel bad about yourself and to make themselves feel better about themselves. Then you have the discard where they get rid of you. And oftentimes they get rid of you with and plans already to be with another person, to continue the cycle with someone else. And then recycle, the narcissist hoovers or sucks you back into the toxic relationship and does it all over again. Oftentimes speeding up the pace of the cycles and the interactions more and more and more because they're coming down with less and less aspect of any type of interaction that they even care about. The narcissist will engage in this cycle, love bombing you, turning it around and emotionally manipulating you, devaluing, putting you down, discarding you. They will do this over and over and over again. Now, different styles, different people, different aspects, but this is the generalized aspect that you go through these cycles. An overt narcissist, you're going to see these pretty much dead on. A covert narcissist, you're going to see them more subtle. The cycle's still there. It might take a little bit longer to catch it or to see it, but typically the cycle is still there. You have to first understand that this is a cycle. This happens. And even as I'm talking about this, some of you are understanding like, oh, 
that's exactly where I'm at. I'm in this stage. I'm in the devaluation stage. I just got discarded. And you have to understand like, hey, this is what it is. If you don't understand first and foremost what this cycle is, it will keep repeating over and over and over again. Like you might have had this. Did the narcissist like in your life shower you with gifts? Like make you feel the best thing ever. Make you feel loved, connected, admired, like made you feel desired. Oftentimes playing off of core fears, core vulnerabilities that you already have to entrap you into the toxic relationship. But then it started to shift. It started to change. You started to feel bad about the relationship. Like you said, started to say these small things that started to affect you, that started to make you feel bad, that started to interact with you in a different way than what you'd ever had before. This starts to undermine like your self-worth, your sense of value, and ends up getting to the place where the narcissist discards you and starts moving forward, leaving you confused, hurt, abandoned as they continue just moving on, seeming like they don't have a care in the world to the next person. So what's the first step with some of this? One of the first steps is getting to the place of actually setting boundaries and getting to no contact, okay? Vice versa, however you want to put it. You might set boundaries in the relationship and you start to see the narcissist doesn't care about them, doesn't actually follow through, doesn't actually respect you or your boundaries. So you're like, okay, now it's time to actually start moving forward with no contact. Getting to a place of no contact can be really difficult. We had a video earlier today talking about going no contact, how to actually do that. So I'm not going to dive into that here. One of the most effective ways about breaking out is first understanding it, understanding the truth, understanding the cycle, understanding what's going on, and then setting firm boundaries. This is what I'm willing and I'm not willing to engage in. Now, it's important to know that these boundaries are not meant to control the other person. You're not limiting, putting rules, putting regulations on the toxic person. You're saying this is for me a boundary for myself. This is what I'm willing to tolerate in my life. This is what I'm willing to experience. See the difference? The difference is I'm not telling this person, you can't do this. I'm saying, hey, I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who's doing that. See the difference? You're taking back control of you, and you're also not blaming or putting on the other person. How this looks in real reality is like, hey, if you want to cheat and if you want to lie, totally fine. Just know that I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who does that. So you have to see the difference? Not controlling, but staying, hey, this is what I'm willing to accept. A boundary is like having this level, this like limit. And you're like, hey, as you keep getting closer, this is where I'm at. Typically what happens in a toxic person is they get is, is they get closer and then the survivor is like, wait, let me just extend it. Oh, let me extend it. And all of a sudden you find your boundaries pushed and pushed and pushed. At the end of the day, you need to set your boundaries and you need to stick to it. If you have someone that's consistently pushing and manipulating your boundaries, you might be dealing with the narcissist, okay? When you do this, when you start to create boundaries, this starts to create space. Space is the one thing that actually helps. I normally refer to it as capacity. Capacity is the one thing that actually helps you grow, heal, change, and develop. If you don't have this capacity, it makes it really hard not to get constantly triggered, okay? So when you set these boundaries, a lot of times this will start to pull you away from the narcissist automatically. Like you may, you may identify different things. You're like, this is something that I don't want in my life. And as a result, when you start to hold those boundaries, they start to get offended. They start to get upset because now you're quote unquote controlling them. That's what they'll tell you. You're controlling me. No, I'm just saying I don't want to be in a relationship with the cheater. I can't believe you limit me like that. No, like this is okay. So like you're going to see this and they're going to try to manipulate your boundaries. Okay. Then you get to a place where you're like boundaries are not cutting it. 
One, because narcissist doesn't care. Narcissist doesn't respect boundaries. Narcissist doesn't respect you. So you're like, I need to go no contact. I need to actually break that up. Okay. So there's not any access to me. If you're curious about doing that, you can go look at the video that came out earlier today talking about no contact. Okay. Now, the third part is actually getting support. Like support in learning about narcissistic abuse and healing from it is absolutely essential. There's so many people that I've talked to that they've been trying to fix it. They've been trying to heal. They've been trying to grow for six months, for two years, for five years. And one of the key elements that they were missing in their life was actually having a support system. Whether that was getting into therapy, whether that was working with a coach, whether that was being in a support system with a community of people to help them grow, change, and develop. So it's absolutely important and essential for you to get connected with other people that are actually going through the same journey. So many times I've talked to clients that they have come from other therapists, they've come from other experiences that they've had where they spent thousands and thousands of dollars on therapy that did not help them. Now, it's not because all therapists are bad therapists, but some therapists are not educated on narcissistic abuse. They're not educated on the nuances. They read it in a textbook and they understand it so they can put it in their bio, but they're not actually adept at being able to identify your healing journey. This is why when we talk about going no contact and then breaking the trauma bond, we focus on physical, tangible things that we can actually work you through. One of them is just your triggers, how you process stuff, how you spiral out on a day-to-day -day basis, and to help you actually step into a place of power and certainty over those triggers so they no longer control you. When a trigger goes off in your mind, it goes through these neurons and ideas and thoughts in your head that brings you to a place of believing a story ultimately an alternate reality of what's actually true. So we have to help reground you in the truth, not the hope that this person is going to change because of all these things you've said or you've done that hasn't made them change, but because of, hey, this is the reality. These are the facts of the situation. The facts, the truth of the situation is the only thing that will actually set you free from toxicity. So if you're in a place today and you're like, hey, I need help, please reach out. Go to www.rawmotivation.com if you want to work with me and we can see if coaching would be a good opportunity for you or one of our communities to be able to help get you good, healthy support. If you're like, hey, I'm not sure about this. I just need to be able to get some more information. Go to escapetoxicity.com. The seven-day challenge that's in the bio. Because when you start to see how we teach, how we interact, you start to see this is just a journey. This is the first step in a long journey of the healing journey and then switches to a growth mindset to help you actually maximize who you're called to be. Some of you already know who you're called to be. Called to be beacons of light to help lead other people, to help show other people, to help heal other people who are coming out of toxic relationships. But you need to make that choice. You need to make that step to work on you, to invest in you on a day-to-day -day basis. If you haven't already, hit like, hit subscribe, hit rate, hit review, wherever you're listening to this, on whatever platform or podcast you're listening to this, and share it with someone else. Because the more you're able to share this stuff with someone else, you impact other people that might be going through the same thing and you have no clue. So be the dealer of hope in other people's life to help them heal, grow, change, and develop.